This is a Stand Up New York Labs production, providing you podcasts since 2013. Podcast with funny man Damian Lemon and the voice of your choice, Ali Muhammad. This is Damian Lemon. This is Ali Muhammad. And this is In the Conversation. The podcast. Yes. Ha <laughs> ha. Long awaited. No doubt. What happened to the yeah? yeah. Ah. Uh, oh, I wasn't feeling it. That wasn't something a, a bottle of wine just commit suicide in the studio. <laughs> It was kosher wine. Hopefully it's all right. But uh, <laughs> yeah, man, we had a bit of a hold up. Kind of took the took the exuberant side of my, you know. And some of these years don't always be real exuberant. No doubt. You know what I mean? I just felt like I was locked into that shit. Just because you had been doing it? Yeah. So, you know, you looking everything, for a change? Everything changes, yeah. You know something different. So we just coming through. Mm-hmm. This is Damien Lemon. There it is. I came with a little bit more, you know. Gusto than that. It you wasn't sure? all the way NPR. Well, let the people tell us. No doubt. Let us know in the thing. But how you, man? I'm doing real good. Yeah? Man. Yeah, man. Closed out the summer strong. Summer, yeah? Mm-hmm. With a whole lot of school shopping. And, you know what I'm saying, my neighbor, my man Lloyd Porter. Okay. Did an impromptu crab broil barbecue yesterday. Oh, that's official. So that was, you know, man, we rolled out into the sunset eating crabs on the block, That's drinking, nice. you know what I mean? Crab broil. Yeah. What's that mean? That mean you boil crabs in oh, a you, pot. Oh, you boil them? Yeah, crab okay. boil, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Because you know. people do different things. Some people boil crabs. I steam them. I know you're a connoisseur. This was yeah. a, uh, I guess it's steamed, but it's in a pot. But they call it a crab boil. Yeah. No, but there are people that actually boil a crab in, like, water mm-hmm. and not steam it. So I was curious about which, which technique this person used. I have no idea what's the real technique. I know he was using the shit, the deep fryers to do whatever the fuck right. he was doing. Mm-hmm. But he did say he steamed him, but um, I was just I was just happy he did it because you know it was a perfect ending. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You know, it was collective. You know, collectively when you get Brooklyn people in on a block, mm-hmm. you get a you know what I'm saying a couple phones and the aux cord and you know what I mean some speakers and a and a, you know some food mm-hmm. drink. It just turned into a Brooklyn affair. Nice little situation, yeah, huh? Yeah, you know so it's always a learning affair because I'm from Miami, so. Right. You know, you start dealing with people who are from Brooklyn uh-huh. and, you know, born and raised and grew up in the culture and, uh-huh. you know what I'm saying, and, you know, the house music and they come with the, you know, you know, this was the the, par- the Paradise Garage right. vibe and you, I ain't know nothing. I had to, I got schooled on it yesterday. A little Larry LeVan and Yeah, all a little, that. lot of Larry LeVan the knowledge. You know what I'm saying? Even I shot a little documentary on that for, uh. For Terrence Nance and Red Bull, okay. Terrence Nance was directing, and um, I shot a lot of this little mini documentary. Right, and um, <clears throat> but it's hard to connect to it when you weren't there. You know what I'm saying? So it's like an era when you were alive, but it was a local movement. So you know, I, I wasn't in New York for the movement. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to connect to it. You know, but. When you when you see people in in real life and they they start breaking it down how it was right. and what it he was like he told me he was like yo I, we would leave now I come home from work take a nap 
My man would call me at one in the morning. We'd get up, go to the city, bullshit around, get into the club around about four o'clock. Mm-hmm. That's what time they get to the club. Mm. You know what I'm saying? He was a member. You had to have a membership to go to the uh, Paradise Garage. And so you could bring four people with you as a member. Interesting. So he would charge the people he brought with him mm-hmm. $10 a piece to go in with him. Then they pay to get in. Right. So, you know, it's interesting because I never heard that take on it. You know I never I mean? know about the membership thing. My sister was a big uh, Paradise Garage cat. Uh, and my brother-in-law, they used to go. That's kind of that that era. You yeah. know what I mean? I didn't know you had to have a membership. Yeah, I when I that. um when I shot the little thing, people had their member cards and all that from all the way back then in the oh, 80s. Oh, that's cool. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, he was just saying they would get there 4 in the morning. I'm like, damn, you get there 4 in the morning, what time you, you leave? Oh, right. Like 1 in the afternoon. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, shit. Heavy drugs. You know what I'm saying? Heavy drugs with just heavy Drugs in the punch. It was like every, the drugs had their own corners. You know what I'm saying? Like the people who did this was over here and the yeah. people who did that. But a lot of people, you know, just in that, you know what I'm saying? High off life. It, getting it in. Right. A lot of dancing and having a good time. Yeah. And then he was just breaking down the music and, uh-huh. and how, you know, it wasn't just black or white. It was just, you know, you never knew what you was going to hear. Mm. when you came in there. Okay. So it was interesting because he was playing all these deep cuts that, mm-hmm. you know, you might have heard off in the wind or just vaguely heard it before, but it's not something that you hear often. It wasn't a celebrated where you heard it at. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, where I was from, I had never heard that shit. I didn't oh, hear I none of that shit until I came it. to oh, New okay. York. Oh. Like, when you're in New York, you start hearing, you know, different DJs playing some of that stuff. Mm-hmm. But I'd never experienced house music like that beyond the – basic, you know what I'm saying, house music all night long. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It, it wasn't, it, my house music uh, exposure was very basic. Mm. I got the fam and it was more of the Chicago house that they were playing. Cause mm-hmm. you know, you had like cats like uh, DJ Vince Adams and stuff like that playing some of the the Chicago house and Lil Lewis and shit like that. Mm. But the New York house scene was a whole lot different. It's a lot, uh, it's a different vibe. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it was a trip. We, you know, they was breaking that shit down yesterday. So it was cool. You know, the sun was setting. You know, what I'm saying you breaking out, breaking down crab. You know, mm-hmm. drinking brew, listening to the motherfucking uh, stories of the Paradise Garage, and mm-hmm. you know, what I'm saying it was dope. It was dope way nice in little- the summer. Yeah, nice little way to roll the credits, huh? You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> that's cool. Bring up the new year. This is the happy new year. That's, oh, that's, right. That's right, how I look right. at <laughs> Happy new year. Uh, brand new season. Brand new year. Kids starting school. It's all good. How you feeling about that? I'm feeling real good because, shit, now I could get work done. You know, I work out of the house. So when your kid's home for the summer, that means your work get a little, you know what I mean? It was imposing. Yeah, it's not you know a lot of not way. a lot of concentrating you could do when you know what I'm saying daddy 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 can we do this can we do that can we do that what's for lunch what's for dinner what's for breakfast you know that uh you know gets in the way a little bit so when school get back everybody get back to business mm. you know what I mean there's nobody there to interrupt you from doing your business. I gotta go speak to some eighth graders coming up pretty soon. What you talking about? I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. I shout out to my man West Manchild because he. Uh, oh, you going to Philly? Nah, no, 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 no. I'm going out in uh, out somewhere in Queens. But uh, <clears throat> I haven't. He gave me some ideas because you know he worked with kids. So I'm just trying to figure out what we gonna talk about or what the what the what the presentation is. You know, I typically work blue. 
you know. <laughs> so I, I can't be, at, you know, in the eighth grade with some of the material that I use in the nightclub. So I gotta get I mean, back. What into was the, what was the like, who like what? Was, the ask was yeah. basically, yo, you want to come through and speak to my kids? That's okay. one of those type of situations. I said, all right, I'm gonna find out what the full context is, but I'm gonna give them a, a general, you know. Uh, Sky's the limit, man. Just focus and work hard. You know what I mean? I'm a, obviously, I'm going to give it a little bit more flair to that, but I think that's going to be the thrust of my talk at this moment. And then I'm going I'm, you know, to find out what they listening to, what's going on, what y'all, what y'all rocking with. I'm trying to figure mm-hmm. it out. What would you say? What would you say? You got an you got a eighth grader, don't you have an eighth a grader? A former grader. eighth grader. grader. So you got a former eighth grader mm-hmm. and a... And a uh, Soon uh, to be uh, eighth grader. I got a I got a, a ninth grader and a fifth grader. Mm-hmm. What are they talking about in the eighth grade? What's going on? What's I have no man. They talk about games, TV, and then my you know mm-hmm. my my son was like a nerd, so he talking about you know nerd shows and <laughs> nerd shows. Yeah, you know What's like nerd show, like Stranger Things, and you know what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Other little shit like that. Uh, <laughs> nerd shows. No, he's self proclaimed. Oh, you know right. nerd not, is the new. It's, it's cool now. Yeah, he, I mean, he he lives up to all aspects right. of it, so you know, right? It's all good. You know, my I don't know what the fuck, man. I don't know how to talk to kids, man. I told you, I, dude, motherfucker need to have some heartbreaking bills before they can talk to me and understand. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I'm figure it out. What's gonna happen? Gonna... Kid had to have been here before to understand my shit. Like, right. So I, that's why I don't get invited to talk to the kids. <laughs> you keep it too real. They like don't know more. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Kids like, were traumatized. Like what the fuck? That's I mean that's how I was. Like people trauma. Like my dad didn't talk to us like kids. He taught us like grown ass people. He taught them parables and shit. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying when you go out in the world, go out there, keep your head on swivel. Right. You know what I'm like what the fuck? I'm five years old. I don't know what that means. Hilarious. You know what I'm saying? And then we was in second grade. I teach him Miss Bicken. She put on this movie. Like, Miss Bicken, at a certain point in the year, she just gave up. She just started playing movies and shit. Uh, After lunch, we just watch a movie, then it'd be time to go home. So She probably got high. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what probably the fuck will. she was on, but she was tired of dealing with us. She was like, yo, let's watch fucking Cheek and Chong. But, but basically, we put her, she put on this movie called Dead is Dead. <laughs> and that What's shit that was clearly not supposed to be for second grade. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So Dead is Dead was about drugs. Uh-huh. And the shit started off. With a motherfucker, the opening scene was a dude ODing on the toilet. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I see it with Godfrey Cambridge from I, 1974. I don't know what the fuck it was I and who it the is. fuck it was. Yeah, but that shit was too much for a second grader. It was it was a drug over and then in the end, they had this one girl who was who was going to the pharmacy mm-hmm. to pick up her grandma's prescription for herself. Right, and she took the prescription and she was ODing and shit. And she was climbing up, like on the way home, they started playing Lean On Me. Mm. That's when you knew she was going to die. And then the whole time they got the narrator on there, can she make it? Can she make it to her floor? You know what I'm saying? She throwing up and shit. That shit was traumatizing, dog. Back in the day, though, that used to be all of that propaganda was supposed to scare the shit out of it. That was what it was for. But it was too much for us. It wasn't. It was never too much. It was like for high school at least. Because that shit was way too much. When I looked it up later in life, once the internet came, 
This was supposed to be for Shit. 14 and up. Yeah, that's what it's supposed to be for, but you know, it's Ms. a different Bicken time Ms. Bicken didn't now. give a fuck. Ms. Bicken was Bicken back being boo. She was, what the fuck did you just that's say? That's the old, you never heard that from YG? <laughs> Bicken back being boo? <laughs> you never heard that before? Shout out to YG. I don't even know what you're saying, <laughs> let alone how to hurt That's before. some old, some, some, uh, some, some, shit. some blood, some blood shit. shit, some blood shit. <laughs> Hmm. Some blood, some blood uh, musical, uh, you know. No doubt. Anyway, yeah. So that shit was way too much. I think you know. Sometimes so, you gotta scare the shit out of these kids. Maybe, maybe that's what you need to do. I mean, shit, these you know, motherfucker, motherfucker you will be broke. I mean, you know what I mean? That's how you will bump your motherfucking head. You don't get this shit right. Right. You got a chance now to understand how to get this shit right. <laughs> you understand you me? You smoke crack, don't you? <laughs> That's the best shit ever, Joe. You smoke crack, no, we jump, nigga, you jump. <laughs> it was like, no, Mr. Clark, I, I don't. You smoke crack, don't you? <laughs> That's concern at the highest level. That's, I'm so tired of being concerned with your ass. Jump off this fucking roof so I can take you off of my slate. You know what I'm saying? Of kids I care about. That's what it is. They got to go in there with the real shit, man. Shout out to all of the teachers and mentors and, and people speaking to the youth and, and guiding them and giving them knowledge and inspiration. You know what I mean? If you got any good uh, good things I can say to these kids, drop them in the, com in, the, uh, in the comments. I'm building my set now. No doubt. You know what I mean? I mean, it's weird because I was, I was just talking to one of my neighbors who was at the thing yesterday, and she produces like, uh -huh. But like kids shows, like big kids shows that y'all have seen before. Uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? Um, Backyardigans and you know what I'm saying? Uh -huh, you know, shit. Sesame Street. Like they got a new show that they doing. And um, I was telling her about the shit I was doing. She was like, you got any kids shows? Uh -huh. And I just had to, you know what I'm saying? You know, it probably was against my own best pr producer mind. But like, I just I had to. fuck with kids. Yeah, no, no, I don't fuck with kids. But I had to, I respect the kids game. Oh, it's different. To say, you know what I'm saying, you can't just change your mind and make a kid show. You know what I'm saying? As easy as that shit sound, you will fuck it up. You won't do it right unless you get in the mindset. To, you got to get into the right mindset to do shit for kids, man. I'm going to tell you this, though. Well, two things. When I was a kid, I always wanted to make a kid show. Because when I was a kid, I was always watching the shows that was for kids. And I could be like, these niggas ain't kids. Like I can, <laughs> I can see it. Like I can watch this shit. I'm like, y'all ain't living this shit. Like you can tell if it was some adults that was, or if they had some kids, and you'd be like, okay, that's real. That you could see. Right. And I was like, yo, I can't wait to do this shit. Now I feel too old. Now I feel like my shit will be off. Yeah. So I gotta consult. I gotta have some kids. But I, I do appreciate. I appreciate a good coming of age story. No, coming, of a best. coming of age story, especially when it's done well. The coming of age story I could do, like okay. a, like a, because it's like a time capsule. Yeah, but it's like you about to be an adult. You you, high school young adult. You you know what I'm saying? You're not eight years old. When do you come of age? That's like when you come of age. Is that you, what is that? Eighteen? Is that when you start? You get grown. When you start coming into. Oh yourself, well, I'm you, thinking of more than like I'm thinking like, of like Breakfast Club and all that shit. Yeah, Fast I was even. I was thinking shit of like Stand by Me or uh, you know like there's good show like kid joints like Stand by Me. Uh, that was always great. Um, Boys in the Hood had Boys that in the beginning. Hood is coming of they age. had that beginning, but then they got the they came of age. Mm -hmm. But I'm talking about like. 
like super bad. When it's done right, right. that shit is hilarious. When it's when it's talking about that little bit of anxiety of when you was a kid, the little dumb shit that you thought meant everything, right. like when you watched The Wonder Years right. or when you so, watched that Atlanta episode. Like they got eighth grade now. I haven't seen it yet. That shit but is that, good. But that's, you know what I'm saying? But I did this piece. I did not even one video. I, we had to produce some music for this curriculum. Right. And um, it's called Kinder Jam. And that shit was the hardest shit I've ever worked on because – it's not easy to put your mind, like, motherfucker tell you, all right, we need to do some shit on the motherfucking ABCs or addition or some shit like that. It's not that easy to put your mind in the mind frame of somebody that young to make something good to connect to that person that young. It's just a disconnect, and you have to really, really dig deep to get into it. And by the time, you know, we got into it, it was good, but that shit wasn't easy. Mm-hmm. So... If motherfuckers say, can you do a kid's show? I, I, I will I bow down and motherfuckers pay my respects to the motherfuckers who could do that shit because that's not something I could do on a right now, on-demand basis. Mm. You know what I mean? I could take time and really research and get something done, but I ain't got nothing on the slate like that right now. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy because I would have loved to be like, oh, yeah, I got blah, blah. Because I know she right in the mix, and they, they do it at the highest level. Right. <clears throat> well, that's what's up. But I'll circle back. Yeah, you gotta, it, takes a, it takes a definitely, uh, that's an expertise. Mm-hmm. You gotta, it definitely takes a certain level of patience. Like, yeah, everybody can't be Mr. Rogers, man. Nah. I heard that Mr. Rogers documentary is really good, too. I did, too. My mom's didn't really fuck with Mr. Rogers like that. She Thought probably, he was a creep. Yeah, he wasn't the biggest fan. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah, <laughs> I I kind of thought he was cool though, cause he had a, you know he I, he had played clothes, he had regular clothes. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like he was like you. Yeah, he was like a regular kid. That's how kids was. You come home from school, you get into your play clothes and shit. His shit was a little bit more dapper though. He was having a mean <laughs> pair of clods that was no shits look dead stock. Uncle <laughs> Mr. Rogers. Hey kids, go to the land to make believe. Oh man. Shout out to that man. Uh, yeah, I heard that doc was real good. Yeah, man. Um <clears throat> Shout out to uh Parlor Live out in Bellevue, Washington. Thanks for having me. I had a good time out there on the on the Pacific West Coast. No dig yeah. Always had fun. I did a little quick uh, Seattle run through that Sunday. You like it out there? I do, man. I like the uh, I like the weather. I like the sensibility. Not the weather. I always catch it when it's not raining. I always hear Seattle. You know, they known for their rain, but I've never really been out there when it's super rainy. Mm-hmm. I like that nice fall weather. I like a good tree. I like trees and shit. You know. Um, yeah, I mean. Uh, <laughs> There's a little vibe out there. It was it was chill. I get I went to uh did my little run through uh the public market Pike Place, do that whole little Seattle And that's what uh, uh first Starbucks, Starbucks and all started. that. Yeah. You went to the first Starbucks? Nah, I seen it. You see it. This shit is You a, see it but you ain't going. Nah, it was crowded. It's always a line and it's like a Starbucks. Right. right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it's just the first one you can see. It. it shit is just regular fucking Starbucks. And right. then not as you know, Starbucks ain't really all the way in favor right now. You know what I'm saying? I can't they be all the day off the, for the blacks. <laughs> yeah, but that shit, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that was enough time. It's enough good coffee in Seattle. That's what they know for Seattle coffee. Okay, if you on your coffee shit. But I walked through there. Uh, 
Made it out to this restaurant, June Baby, which I'd been hearing about. That was pretty good. It's actually very good, the food. Um, mm -hmm. You know. Uh, shit. That was it. I had a good time. It was funny, though. That was like, I get back here, it's fucking 86 degrees. I'm out there. That shit's like 61. Yeah. You know? So that's how the shit out here. This shit is, I'm ready for this to be all the way done. <laughs> but it's a fucking summer to fade all the way out. You just still hear the drums. Just summer. a few months ago, niggas was wishing it got hot. I told you I'm a transitional <laughs> weather cat. I told y'all that. Speaking of, let me tell you some shit. Not this gonna get weird. Not weird, but uh, you know I fuck with crabs, and I was eating crabs. I've been eating a few, had a few deliveries this summer. Mm -hmm. But I found this the more than the second or third time I thought about this shit. I was sitting there eating, maybe I was overindulging, but I was like, yo, crabs ain't nothing but sea roaches. I mean. If you really look at how you break the I shit mean, down and well, like, yeah, But that's how I be looking at shrimp. Shrimp is a sea roach. Yeah, real. all of that shit is. <laughs> he got them whiskers and shit. <laughs> the, whisk, the crab got all types of the fucking, you niggas call it the mustard, but you don't know what that shit is shit. All in the middle. All that shit in the middle. <laughs> just, either you put it to the side or you just slurp it and don't give nah, a fuck. I wipe that shit all See, the way off. Yeah, so I, I, I be going in sometimes. I put it on the cracker. And that shit is probably all just crab shit. No, they shit. said that's eggs. No, the other the one orange, is eggs. The, the orange, orange is the eggs, the roe. Yeah. Yeah, but. uh, Yeah, I don't be fucking with all that. I don't, like, I don't get that down. deep into the crab. I was like, this shit here. I'm good for a king crab leg. <laughs> Snow crab leg. Yeah, Give still, me the clusters already clustered out. Nah, I'm still a blue crab. That's number one with me. Yeah, we even, was eating blue crabs yesterday, though. The blue crab is, you know, it's definitely going to work a little bit, but I think it's the it's the most flavorable, most flavorful. You think? Yeah, absolutely. That, that king crab to me is... It's, uh, it's good, too. Mm, I don't know, dog. It's good, too. It's good, too. I, it's different. It's different. <laughs> I don't know. It's close. It's close. Man, no doubt. Uh... Fucking power. I mean, I'm just watching this shit just to the end of the season because I'm, I'm already this far in. But this shit jumped. It's so fucking silly now. It's a silly-ass show. I, 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 I can't say it's silly. It's just but silly. it's definitely doing a lot. What, what I was saying earlier before we got on the cast was that, you know, now I, I think they feel like they have to do something shocking every week. It's like no more character building, no more building the life of these people. I used to see a little more of ghost life, you know what I'm saying? Do we even go to work now? Or he just deal with drama? You know what I'm saying? That's he, his don't, job. He, he don't go to work, he don't go to the club, he ain't been in the club the whole season. Nah, he at the club all the time. He always had the meeting with uh. But they Tate. ain't been in the. They ain't did shit at the club. They ain't had no. They, He's they, always at the club when he meets. They ain't Tate. open the doors. <laughs> that bitch. The club. You not the club is working. The club yeah, is but we, don't, we ain't. There's no. The club ain't in the storyline yeah. this year. You know what I'm saying? It's just background. Right. Like he ain't making no new moves. And he talking about this building in Queens. They ain't doing shit. They just talk about that. You know what I'm saying? So everything is is a a big drama. Everything. There's no regular shit. So it's just like very soap opera-ish. That's what I mean. And it's like, yeah. And I don't even know. It's, it's yeah, it's kind of like, ah. I forget everything you set up. It's all the shit that was set up. So, and everybody just so casual. Angela, like, 
And they, just, they put the creeping folder. this nigga in the house every night now. Like, Everybody knock on the door. Like, Everybody. Like, it's just a free fall. Like, no dang. She don't think that they going to be watching her. It's just ridiculous. They ain't got no security it's cameras in her ridiculous. building. No doorman, nothing. It's started, yeah. Yeah, that shit's a trip. <laughs> what it is, what it is. What else you going to do? You got to watch some black people on TV. Yeah, I guess so. You know, man, insecure. Then they switching the whole thing on us. What you mean? They look like they changing the whole shit. Because she quit her job, so all those people go away. Molly got a new job, so those new people. Joe right. ain't on there no more, really. Yeah. You know, Lawrence ain't there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got the new dude. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So she, Young Malcolm X. So she moved into the new apartment, so it's a new apartment. Right. Daniel out the picture. You know what I mean? She, Tina. She about to get a new job, I guess. Yeah, it's a new cast of characters. Yeah, it's just a whole new thing now. I'm not I'm not mad at it though. I'm not either. Like I'm just it. saying it's just it's switching over. Yeah. It's switching over. It's definitely uh it's definitely documenting a lot of black Los Angeles. Like I like that they showed Esawan books, the spot out in Lamert Park and shit. Mm-hmm. Like they showing little spots and shit. I thought that was cool. I'm not even a taco man, but they were saying a barbecue salmon taco. Right. I'll check it out. I'll see what that was about. No doubt. You fuck with tacos? I mean, people I mean, go I crazy them, over I tacos. I mean, I don't, I'm, I don't get the wave. I don't get the taco lust. People yeah, love I mean, that shit. I mean, though. everything, like in gentrified Brooklyn, every restaurant opening up is a taqueria. Yeah, well, yeah. Burritos, tacos, baby. Yeah, yeah. Trucks, restaurants. I don't even, it's like cafes now. Yo, speaking of that. Nathan's and now In and Out have donated money to the GOP. Nathan's donated money to Trump. In and Out donated money to the GOP. Are you still fucking with either? I wasn't fucking with him either way. I, you wasn't fucking with In and Out. No, I had I only been to In and Out one time to get oh, my kids I, some fucking burgers. The last time I was in LA, no. I never even tasted it myself. So you, you never had it in your life. Nah, oh, right. in and out one, in and out. I have been to Fat Burger, but I never been to In and Out. Um, and Nathan's, that shit. What is it? Coney Island. I mm-hmm. mean, they got some good hot dogs when you buy them in the store. But I don't eat no hot dogs like that. I don't know the last time I bought some hot dogs. All right, well. So, motherfucker, mother shit. <laughs> All right, Mama made a motherfucker shit. Fuck it. Colin, uh, Colin Kaepernick. Nike, Nike. <clears throat> Nike didn't support it. Uh, you know, it's interesting. It's a, you it was, know. A, it was a, I mean, it's part of the campaign that they had with Serena and her daddy, and you know what I'm saying. Um, who else was it in that campaign? Uh, Ob uh, Odell Beckham Jr. Right. I mean, it's, it's a it's the same campaign they've been doing for the last thirty I mean, it's, years. It's the 30th anniversary of that campaign. Oh, okay. Well, so that's what that's what this is. This oh, is okay. the 30th anniversary of the Just Do It campaign. I mean, it was, I, unless they was just saving it for this, they're a little motherfucking late for my taste. The videos and showing Kaepernick love after two years out the league, and ain't nobody fucking with him. Why you want to support that motherfucker the first when he was in the league? The way they tweeting about <laughs> Nike, you think Nike freed the slaves? The way they like, yo, <laughs> Nike did it. Yeah, Buying stocks, baby. They just picked the right motherfucker. I mean, they got the timing. You know what I'm saying? They they waited for the they waited for the right time. For the After court. they done calmed down a little bit, 
You know what I'm saying? Court case to go his way. Court case is going his way a little bit. The football season is on its way back. You know what I'm saying? Some new it's money know. to get. Yeah, so, I mean, it's good timing. But, you know, it's still corporate motherfuckers trying to make a dollar. Yeah. So, yeah. who knows what the... I mean, from my understanding, though, the best thing I heard out of this whole shit was that they had never stopped paying him. Yeah, I thought that was cool. Yeah, so, you know, at least, you know what I'm saying, he was getting his check. Yeah. But they damn sure won, you know what I'm saying, I signed on. And they good for that. You know what I'm saying, when Kobe went through his shit, they, they, you know, they waited it out and then came back. Didn't they wait it out? Did they get rid of Tiger or they kept down? Nah, they waited, they waited Tiger out. Uh, you know what I'm saying? They, they told motherfuckers, they actually said, hey, listen now. We're going to be with them. We, we still good with them. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They, they let it be known with Tiger. <laughs> made a lot of money with this guy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They let it be known with Tiger. That's what's they, they held, they, they held on, what's Mike Vick down? Even <laughs> though they kind of, you know what I'm saying? They kind of dropped them in they the beginning. They kind of quietly <laughs> stepped away, but, but they, they didn't, they kept the, the check coming. Yeah, but when he came back, they was fully behind him again. Not 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 in no big ass campaign, but they he was still on the roster. They they you know what I'm saying. They didn't even drop him all the way. I don't know about that one because when they retro them, they don't say his name. They do that with a lot of motherfuckers. Bo Jackson and, and Charles. They'll say CB. They'll say Charles Barkley. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if they say Charles, but they say CB at least. <laughs> Anyway, you know they do a lot of shit to their own favor. Yeah, 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 man. You know what I'm saying? Salute to monetizing the movement. I guess I hope that I hope this is what I hope that I hope that um uh, with the with the money and with the cat with uh, Colin being the face of the Just Do It campaign, I hope that there's a little bit more. Uh, what's the word? Like a little bit more information spread about. What exactly this man is protesting for? Because I think it gets conflated with this whole military shit when that's not the thing. Well, I would like for Nike to like let, let him somehow use your platform to actually publish what it is he said. Because like if you go on his website, right? That was always if you go to his website, you find out what the whole cause is about. Mm-hmm. And it clearly defines it. I feel like if we're gonna do some type of merchandise or something like that then on the hang tag it should be clearly mm-hmm. this is what i kneel for blah 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 right. this is the this is what we trying to raise awareness about like right. really go all out with that and I, I think that has already started because right before we came in <clears throat> the trending topic one of the trending topics was uh kaepernick and they were basically saying how let's not forget that you know he consulted with uh uh, a guy, uh, a Marines guy, that basically helped him come to the decision to kneel. To kneel, right? You know what I'm saying? So I think people are coming back around. I guess with the backlash, you know, on one side you got people burning shoes, and then on the other side, people are like, damn, what the fuck y'all burning shoes for? Because this is what it's about, not that. So I think just the awareness, what Mikey did was lend its its heavy hand globally to create the conversation yeah we'll you see. Know what I'm saying so the conversation <clears throat> is going in a way where you got to talk about all sides of it and they don't have to really get into it because they already like haha this is it y'all check it out and do what you do so i think it was a good thing with nike did you know what i'm saying to help the conversation go and i, I think they did it you know what I'm saying within their own timing and within their own you know you know risk 
risk averse risk averseness. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They 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 took a little time to gauge it and weigh it, right? And let it get to a point where, you know, it has has simmered down, and then they could ramp it back up on their own terms. Mm-hmm. You know, the people like they they do that shit a lot. It was a trip when they did it with Kobe though. That was the the one that I paid attention to, and where when Kobe was going through it, you know what I'm saying? They fell all the way back, of course. You know what I'm saying? And then once he once his case was, you know, finally settled and, you know, he wasn't going to jail, they had to figure out how to bring him back into the fold because he was still playing. He was still hooping. And it was interesting that they, they used LeBron to help bring Kobe back. Mm. People don't remember that shit. Cause when they did the little Muppets. Because they didn't use his face. They used the Muppets. Remember they did the little Muppets? And they had the LeBron Muppet and the um, Kobe Muppet. And they was talking about the ring. Kind of. Yeah, 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 yeah. They, that, that campaign was the campaign that they, <clears throat> they was bringing him back into the fold. Interesting. So they didn't use him. They used those characters, the LeBron Muppet and the um, Kobe Muppet. Mm-hmm. And then after that was going, then uh, ESPN did some bullshit-ass documentary of how good friends Kobe and LeBron was. It was like a, it was like it was weird. It was like what the fuck is y'all talking about? <laughs> like about we are good friends. Uh-huh. Like we finna do this for an hour. Like you know what I'm saying? They did that one with uh Larry Bird and Magic Johnson. Did a damn thirty for thirty about how they played against each other and then finally got real cool and all. Yeah, that. but that was a thirty for thirty historical document. This was some old made up yeah, shit. From, <laughs> that was an EPK from right now. That that's they, your man, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This, yeah, that's my man. You know what I'm saying? We talk on the phone all the all the all the time. Uh, all right, man, get the fuck out of here with that shit. But it worked. They brought Kobe back into the fold and it was all good. Nobody wasn't talking about that shit no more. That eighty one points helped too. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, all right. Well, we'll see what happens with that. What? I never was a fan of Kobe sneakers. I actually like them better now. Yeah, I actually like them now more than I did when they were out. What's different? Or just it's just styles have changed a little bit. All the shoes are kind of looking like that now. Like the KD is like a similar, like mm. silhouette. You know the the low top basketball the sneaker. Kyrie the is Kyrie similar. is similar in that vein. Yeah, you know no. what I'm saying? So it's like you know. Yeah. Um. They did have one. I actually didn't dislike them. Actually, uh, my son had a pair of them. I thought those they were pretty cool. Yeah, you know, I had- not, not you gonna wear for no style, and not, it wasn't like Jordans or no shit. But as a basketball sneaker, I thought it was pretty fly. From what I understand, they like really performance oriented. Like he's on it. Like I want this. Like there's a there's a reason why most of them shits are always low top. He supposedly plays in better in a low top and right. all of this other stuff. You know. But uh, yeah, it ain't my flavor. No, uh, <clears throat> man. I mean, none of these shoes is really your flavor. Like, what what basketball shoe that's out now is, is flavor? I don't even know what basketball shoes is out like. Now. LeBron. I was thinking about that. You KDs. know, they don't really even do basketball sneaker commercials no more. You realize that? Nah. Remember, like, you know, remember you used to watch like I think we talked about this before, but you'd watch like the finals, and it'll be maybe fourth quarter, and whatever team is down by three. We gotta play that motherfucking commercial because we gotta rally the troops. This is what it's all about. This is what we all came for. Da, 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 da. <laughs> the new LeBron or the new KD, the new Steph Curry, whatever the fuck. None of that. They <laughs> just let it ride. Back in the day, that was the that was the point to where okay, 
Let's get this shit. Game seven. Let's make. Let's sell some sneakers. They. I guess they figure they sneakers. Run, they guess they. They selling their sneakers on the court. Online. They got social media. All that shit, man. They don't need that shit no more. Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? Cats is making a commercial for them. But yeah, ain't no real like no. I mean, no real flavor basketball sneakers on the court. <clears throat> Not that I could think for, of for like regular day life right now. Not that I could think of. I might be overthinking. I might be overlooking something because I don't pay that much attention to basketball I, sneakers. I kind of like the new LeBrons that they got mm. coming out. Mm. Not the ones with the rough, rough, I know fly net looking the shit. New the ones. little slick looking ones. Yeah. They cool. Look like something cool. I don't know if I wear them, but they look cool. <laughs> like for a cool, they like a little cool older dude. You know what I'm saying? Come, going, going to the cookout and shit. Real fly. Got his the new LeBron on. <laughs> that's shit. too specific. That's too specific. An outing to buy the shoe off. Ever do that shit? Ever be buying some bullshit and you know you shouldn't buy this shit, or it's some shit in your closet that you want to throw out, but it's you like you know what? I'm gonna hold on to this shit because you never know a nigga might go ahead to a brunch out there in the Hamptons where I nigga. And it's like, fam, are you from? If you ain't gonna do that shit, get rid of that. Yeah, they they look nice though. It's just like a specific kind of style. Like, <laughs> It's like a high top. A high top is very specific anyway. You know what I'm saying? Especially if it's bulky. Right. That's the problem. Yeah, but it looked like they slimmed it down and it ain't as bulky, bulky as the the last ones. Well, yo, you know what, though? Bulky, baggy jeans is coming back. I don't know if you see yeah, that I shit. mean, bell bottoms is back if you if you really want to get down to it. <laughs> that shit is back, I'm man. not going for it. I'm not going to bell bottom it out. You going baggy? If I got some old shit to get you back, bring it back, shit, look like with your, with your dad hat and some the old, shit. old ass guest jeans and shit. That's what's working. <laughs> if I ain't got to reinvest, you still got that shit in your closet. I got a couple old things in it. You know, I'm a hoarder. <laughs> so <laughs> I got some shit. I don't got a whole lot. I actually threw out quite a bit. Quite a bit. I didn't, I didn't. I didn't go all the way through the cycle. But it's good to see this shit. You always hear shit goes in the cycle. Right. But like. To live it is different now. To live mm. it is different. And, uh, you know, it's just, <clears throat> you know, I, I, I've i been investing in the market a little bit, mm -hmm. right? So I've been trying to pay attention to patterns and behavior and uh, how businesses move and mm -hmm. how styles change. And, you know, and, uh, it's pretty interesting. It's pretty interesting. It's just, you know, what you're paying attention to and what you're willing to gamble on, mm -hmm. you know? So you about to gamble on the um, what's them jeans, Jenko, whatever. No, I'm not doing that. <laughs> Get you some Jenko. I'm not gonna buy no new baggy shit. I'm just saying if I got, cause some of the shit that I'm seeing there was hot. First of all, I'm not trying to dress hot. You know what I mean? Like that's for a younger motherfucker. But some of the shit that I see is hot is shit that I know for sure I took to Goodwill right. within the last ten years. Right, no doubt. I'm like, take <laughs> this a motherfucker. I didn't let this stock go too early. I could have put this <laughs> shit on grail. <laughs> fuck out of here. I ain't need to take it to Goodwill. Only only thing I got left that I feel like, you know what I'm saying, when the comeback comeback uh -huh. is going to be good is this iceberg butter leather I got. Uh. And I would wear it because it's still, the, the silhouette is good, but it got <laughs> Scooby-Doo on the front of that I motherfucker. Mean, that's what iceberg did. Yeah, so I'm like, you know, when the iceberg come back around. Back to the tip of the iceberg. You know what I'm going to slang it. That's what's up. That's good, too. I got one piece. But got a little heritage it. piece. Yeah, it's a, it a high-end high heritage. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, that's that good. butter leather. 
I'm actually I'm actually in the market for a butter leather for a butter leather for the fall. You know what I'm saying? Remember, remember when the butter leather polo was the you know that shit was, was the, the item. That shit was I'm, the item. I'm in the market for something not polo in per se, but that style. He's always had that shit always uh, tied to the thing, the little butter leather polo. Oh yeah, with the with the um, cord, with the, the little cord, because <laughs> motherfuckers was going for it. Come yeah. through with the wire cutters. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I seen a um, I seen a Bally, Bally butter, butter leather on the eBay. On low, it went and it came and went, but Bally did a nice little collab with Swiss Beats where he mm-hmm. put out a few nice little. Uh, it was what sneakers, sneakers and like jackets. He put these little varsity kind of jackets, leather mm-hmm. and wool varsity jackets. Which was kind of fire. Couple yeah, I might of them. Look that up. Yeah, yeah. I'm in the, I'm, I might want to hit the fall with a nice little butter. Yeah, I ain't had one. I ain't had that look. Tis you know, the season in a long time since the nineties. That's good, but when you get that first scuff in that butter, like, nigga, I remember I got my first. I had a nice, I had a nice brown butter, like coffee, a coffee butter leather, and I remember the first time I forget how I got the scuff in that bitch. But that shit was like a fucking wine stain. It was oh. just this, that, it wasn't that, but that's how right. apparent it was. Right, right, right. The shit was smooth. Right, and it right, was just right. like, ah, that was, right. oh, that shit killed me, nigga. The, the best shit about the butter, especially like when it's new, when mm-hmm. it's newer, mm-hmm. and it still smell like leather. Oh yeah. And you come through smelling like leather and cologne and shit with, with the gold chain on. Mm. That shit right there. That was that was that was how you come through. Yeah. I'm gonna have to bring that back a little bit. Maybe not with my gold chain ain't gonna be as big, but yeah. you know, I just want to come through with smelling like you know, saying cow's Money. ass, cow's ass, <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> come through smelling like cow ass. <laughs> That sound like an ignorant rap lyric, man. Oh man! Shout out to Don Q. He put out that Don season two. I fuck with it. Also. I already know. I'm pretty sure you didn't jump into it, but have you seen this uh, white rapper beef that's been going on? Eminem and uh, MGK. Eminem, MGK, and G Easy. I ain't see G Easy was G Easy and MGK. Well, MGK battled like going at both of them, or I guess Eminem went at MGK. I heard the Eminem song. He went at everybody. Right. He, he just he covered the whole gamut. Right. Black, white. The whole Soft, shit. whatever. Right. So he went, which is, which, one thing that I, I you listen to the album? I, I skimmed through the album. I listened to that song, though. Okay. I listened to that song and got kind of hyped because uh-huh. I had never heard an Eminem record that made me feel like, ooh, oh, ah, goosebumps spin. and shit. Okay. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? How everybody talk about it, I never had that feeling. But when I heard that first song, I was like, ooh, okay. Mm. And then once I got past that into the rest of the album, it was kind of like, ah, it's Eminem. I think, I mean, honestly, I feel like that's been Eminem for the longest time. I think that Rap God album had that same thing where me and Eminem, I'm like, Eminem's technically ill. I mean, like, yeah, some, technically he... Some, some technical, all of that type of shit, he could, he could do that all day. His, his beats is a little too dramatic and haunting for me. There's too much angst. For a nigga to be this successful, it's a little too much <laughs> insecurity. Like M, like MGK. But I'm just saying, yo, yo. I mean, I just don't like when he just he just be in a therapy session the whole fucking album, right? Oh, you know. But I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like by the 12th song, you kind of threw with it. But them first two, three records, there is a moment where you like, damn, 
M be spitting. Like, right. he a rap enthusiast. You right. know how when you listen to Black Thought do his 10, 15 minute freestyle, you like, this motherfucker here, he's he into this. Right. Right. <laughs> but, um, but uh, yeah, so anyway, so I, what made me, what what I peeped about this shit, because for a minute I was looking at it from the sideline, I'm like, I don't even want to get involved with this shit. I don't, right. I don't give a fuck. But then, uh, uh, man, shout out to West Manchild again. He was like, hey, fuck it, you should check it out. He said MGK kind of got at him. So I listened to the MGK. First of all, it's the MGK Funkmaster Flex freestyle. Mm -hmm. And he was getting busy on that shit. And then I see the little MGK Eminem shit where he walking around with the shovel. Right. I guess he dug a hole for this motherfucker. <laughs> but I will say this. MGK's a lot better than I gave him credit for. I ain't no shit about MGK. I, I seen him that around. My, my first time actually really listening to him. I actually defended that motherfucker on Guy Court. You know what I mean? But uh, <laughs> he was my he was actually my uh, my client. So I've I've been around him. He's a cool cat, but I never really paid attention to him musically. Right. And I was like, all right, son. He kind of and it, it's gonna be interesting. I do want to see what Eminem's gonna say because I do like when Eminem is in battle. He gets crazy with it, so mm -hmm. who give a fuck? You seem like you about to go to sleep already. No, no, no. I just, you know, I mean, all this rapping just to be rapping and all that shit is cool, but that ain't my shit. Nah, ain't man. What's your shit? <laughs> I mean, I like a motherfucker to tell me, a, to just be take me through life a, a little, little bit. narrative. Like, not, not even necessarily a narrative, but just, you know what I'm saying? I like to know what kind of motherfucker I'm dealing with when you're dealing with a rapper. You know what I'm saying? Right. I like a rapper who could explain his position and his point and where he falls within the the black spectrum of people. Oh, you know what I'm saying? So it's like black yeah, spectrum. Yeah, yeah, but you know, Eminem. You know what I'm saying? He's not gonna fall into that spectrum, of course, but he will. You know what I'm saying? Give you the technicalities. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, okay, yeah, you practice real hard. You're good. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's how I sound. Even though I know he, he's nice, and I know I mean I'm, you know he he's technically a great MC and all that shit, and and it's not exclusive to blacks no more and shit like that. I understand all that shit. You know what I mean? I'm you just white saying, rapper racist? No, I'm not. I'm just saying I haven't heard the white rapper that gave me goosebumps off the shit he said right. because it it really put in perspective something in life that I really was fucking with. Right. You know what I'm saying? Or really, you know what I'm saying? Gained a perspective on. You know what I'm saying? What they doing, you know what I'm saying, been in movies and it's just like, you know, you know, that angst and that, you know what I mean, I'll, I'll kill everybody up in this motherfucker via serial killer style. Or I'm going to take all these pills and go to rehab. Yeah, I mean. You don't like their method of destruction. I mean, you see that. There you go. I can watch Shameless and get that. Hilarious. <laughs> I used to be white rapper racist, you know. <laughs> it, well, I'm, this and I thought about this shit this weekend <laughs> when the whole shit was going on because I was in Seattle, which you know that's Washington, that's white, white capital, that's white Africa. Yeah, you know what I mean. But um, so I'm out there. So, I, but I'm doing my show, so I'm not really all the way. I did listen to Kamikaze on the way there, but I didn't know this beef was uh, like I'm like unfurling. There's a beef right. going on. And it made me, there was a moment, like I said, I asked uh, Wes and a few other people, mm -hmm. do I need to really pay attention to this shit? And it felt like, it felt like how, now this, the stakes are way different, but it, this was the one moment where as, like, as a black person, I'm looking at some shit 
and the, the, the complexion of it kind of got me wary, right? Kind of got me like, do I really give a fuck? Right, right. No, and I'm saying like, so that I'm thinking about what about white folks that be looking at the Kaepernick situation and they like, yeah. I ain't got a bag and all of that. But right. do I give a fuck? Like, I mean, I ain't never been beat by the police. It, that, that doesn't doesn't it doesn't, doesn't, doesn't affect me. All on my radar. Right, and it was just like Eminem bars don't affect me, but something in me was like, well, let, this is still cultural. This is still of the moment. Let me see what's up. Let me open my empathy and, and see what it is. And I felt like, shit, if I could listen to 20 minutes of, of white rap, because this is a G-Eazy, Eminem, and an MGK download, then y'all could get yourselves a little informed on what's going on out here while Kaepernick is, uh, is kneeling. So that's your movement? That's my 20 movement. 20 minutes of white rap <laughs> and 20 minutes of social uh, justice? Yeah, just get you stay, stay informed. Inform yourself on what's going on on the other side of the color line. You know what I mean? There's a lot of angst that you might want to empathize with. And there's some motherfuckers getting shot that need your <laughs> your attention. Wow. You know? Thank you, uh, Reverend uh, D. Lemon. Well, you know, I tried. Do what you I can do. What else do I want to talk to you about? What else is cracking out you in the mm. world, man? We spoke about power. Snowfall, are you up there with yeah, I'm it? I'm updated on Snowfall. Snowfall is good. This this last episode, it was a little slow motion. It's about to turn into something finally. Right. I mean, see, this is what I'm saying. It's like they give you a, a setup, a, a, a lifestyle episode to set you up for the drama. But what they do lifestyle-wise in this episode? Um, I don't know. It's just, well, shit. Um... Shit, old girl, oh, the, the shit, the shit came to the head with old girl. And that was out of nowhere. I didn't know Shorty was gorilla pimping. I mean, she was hitting her with a lot of, <laughs> a lot of negativity. I mean, she hit her with negativity in the beginning, before they got together. I thought she was trying to be sweet for a minute. I never caught and that. And she turned, turned the pimp hand on him. The pimp hand is, you know, what I'm saying. So we got abrasive. a little, little more into that character. Right. And I don't know if she did or her head. You know what I'm saying? But uh, what else they had? You know, cats trying to survive the drought, and Franklin, uh, you know, getting turned on. The young cat that's selling the recipe. Oh yeah, yeah, you said Franklin getting turned on. Yeah, he getting getting. Oh, turned, turned on. Oh, the yeah, guy yeah, said, yeah, 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 yeah turned, turned, turned fucked turned, him up. Yeah, yeah that him. hurt me. That yeah. was, but that's that's good writing though, because that really made you pay. You really invested in them two really being like that, but after a while. They had a little conflict from the beginning. They had a the conflict time. from the beginning. And then on another note, like, how much longer do you think they're going to have this fucking recipe? I mean, damn, Colonel Sanders. Right, right. I know right. it's only up the block. Right. We got to go to Oakland to find, I mean, shit. Nobody. Right, this shit only been three months, though. It's only been three months? Yeah, that's the whole thing. It's only been three months. Uh -huh, okay. But but the, the other trip that shit is, is, is how much you're going to trust this cat. See, the interesting part about Snowfall is that you didn't know what the fuck crack was going to be. Right. You know what I'm saying? You didn't know the effects at this moment. You know right. what I'm saying? So when his when when that cat right there hit the crack for the first time, right. and then he was acting real shifty, mm -hmm. you didn't really know that crack could really turn you into a, you know what I'm saying? Crackhead. A crackhead, devious, <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying? No loyalty-ass motherfucker. Right. So... I guess the effects is slowly leaking out into the story. You know what I mean? Because he he off the off off he off the cuff right now, and 
shit, this shit is gonna hit. But like I said, it's only been three months. Cause they said something, and then he was like, "Oh, that was three months ago." Like, damn, that's it. Mm-hmm. So some shit like that. Hmm. So Snowfall is cool. I'm fucking with that. I've been on that Ozarks. Yeah, I ain't get. To, I never got through season one. <clears throat> I heard season one was good, but I never got all. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting show. It's a slow move. It's a slow burn. Um, they, you know, this season they doing a lot. They, I think all of these binge shows and just the nature of TV. The writing, I guess they feel like they had to throw in all of these twists and turns and fucking situations and blow-ups and, and all that and all the time. I think the Ozarks is catching some of that this season. But it's cool. It's a, it's a slower-moving type of show where you got to really be looking, listening, and, you know what I'm saying, dealing with white people angst for real. So, you know what I'm saying, I, I guess I get enough of that and I don't have to listen to it in the rap. <laughs> But I like Lil Roof in the in the show. She real, you know what I'm saying? Is that the young girl? Yeah, young girl <coughs> trailer from the trailer trailer situation. Pops she she was she was uh she was shifty, if I remember the last one. I like Jason Bateman a lot just as an actor. He's a beast. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah, she was shifty, but she came around she she stuck in the middle of, of she don't know which way to go, whether to be shifty as her family has always been, or whether to <clears throat> move in this new direction and, and get official. So, you know, she caught in the middle and you never know which way she going to go at any given moment. So that's what makes it interesting, that tension of is she going to be a little shifty trailer girl or is she going to actually try to come up with some real shit. Hmm. So the Ozarks is just cool. I've been watching that shit. Insecure. We talked about that. You know what I'm saying? That's all. Let the people know where you're going to be this week. I'm gonna be dropping off kids to school. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Getting down to it. I'll be in New York, man. So just catch me on the gram at Mr. Muhammad uh, on Twitter at Mr. Muhammad. And then, uh, shit. Talk to you next week. <clears throat> well, that's what's up. I will be here next week. I'm not yet. Yeah, look for me on uh, on Twitter. I'm still off the gram for a bit. Word. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be back here next Wednesday. You learn anything yet? From being off. Yeah. Uh I feel like I'm I feel like there's that I do feel different. I feel like I don't feel like I'm missing out on shit. Okay. You know what I mean? You're on the green looking at shit like, oh damn, I didn't know that was going on or I should have that's what that's what could have been doing. When you go back. I don't know. Uh I don't know, I probably got about Two more weeks, three more weeks. All right, let's let's talk about that next we'll week. In, we'll get into it. Some yeah, more. Yeah, we'll take some notes. Some more. Take some notes during the week of you know what I'm saying your lessons learned <clears throat> and you know what I'm saying time gained and yeah shit like that. We'll see what it is. Until then, tell a friend to tell a friend and even an enemy to get in the conversation. We out. Conversation, conversation.